Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Has our generation given up on love? They have. Right? 100%. When I wake up in the morning, I open social media everything is miserable yeah bad news travels fast and good news is shut down so quickly we are suffering with information overload and dare i say it depressive news overload yeah, yeah. hello and welcome to the two my sisters podcast i'm renee and i'm courtney and we are your online sisters and hosts of the two my sisters podcast now we are all about promoting the wellness growth and development of a community of sisters across the world and in today's conversation we are going to be talking about whether we are now in a loveless generation are we living in a time where people have lost hope Absolutely. not only around love friendship but wow. also romance oh no have we given oh up? the girlies are out down bad <laughs> have we given up this is in response to and some commentary on the tweet that went viral uh of that lady <laughs> saying you know she enjoys some coffee in the morning with her mans <laughs> and everyone's saying well <laughs> How about that? You know, how funny that was. Shut up, basically. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna talk about it. But before we get into the ding, ding, ding dilemma, dilemma, we have some housekeeping. One very, very, very important announcement. <laughs> so, if you remember last week's episode, we announced the Vision Twenty Two winner for October, but we didn't announce the Vision Twenty Two November challenge. But here it is sisters the link has dropped the time has come it is upon us november's <laughs> challenge is to pre-order our book can i have some commotion for the book commotion ah! commotion 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 <laughs> our book cover has officially been revealed hey she pretty she's a gorgeous book hey, she pretty. she's a gorgeous book we worked hard us and our editing team we Yo. work hard to get that cover we hope that you like it but to my sisters a guide to building lifelong friendship is finally available to pre-order what sisters there is a link in that description there is a link in the show notes there are there's a link in every bio you'll find on the internet the link is here it's in the mailing list it's everywhere go and pre-order the book Facts or facts, if we want this book Look. to chart, sell out, do anything Look. historical, we need you to please <laughs> pre-order it. We can't order all the books ourselves. And look, we know that it's predominantly for the sisters, but if you're a brother listening yeah. to you, you can purchase it either for a sister or go. for yourself or there for your man them until we have something for you. For you. So yeah, purchase. It's a good book to read. Purchase. And you're going to you be are. up until that book is out because it's going to be out real soon in like the next two, three months. Yeah. You're going to be hearing about that book. For real. So November's challenge, pre-order the book. And as soon as you've done that, just send us a screenshot of your pre-order confirmation page. And that's your entry. Tag us on Instagram when you post it or on Twitter, wherever you're going to tag us. And that is your entry. And the winner will win a hundred pounds. Not only will that reimburse you the right. but it will also give you some extra spending money to buy more copies of the book. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
everybody. <laughs> because that's smart. For your friends book. and the people you love. So go and pre-order the book. Like mm-hmm. I said, the link is in the description mm-hmm. um, as well as in every other bio. And yeah, screenshot it, send it we to us. We wept in that book. It's actually a very we good wept. book, guys. It's a, You'll be hearing more about it in the upcoming weeks, as Renee said, but like, it's a very good book. For Everyone sure. who has had the chance to read it has actually said it's a very it's good a brilliant book. book I quote. Um, a brilliant book, a phenomenal one, actually. We and tried. so we really did try, but we poured our hearts into that, our first debut book. So thank you for all the support so far. But now we ride out sisters we come on out. now okay so yeah that's i think that's the only housekeeping yeah, it's crazy oh. man oh and it's also by the time that the sisters are listening to this thank you oh the live what? show there's so much that's happened so the live Crikey. show was yesterday Crikey. and though we are filming this in the past because we're heading to jamaica jamaica we're going to jamaica jamaica <laughs> um <laughs> We want to say a massive thank you because regardless of how it went, the fact that y'all showed up, hopefully you showed up, is, <laughs> that's quite presumptuous, <laughs> is a blessing in itself. So thank you. We love you. There were a lot of announcements yesterday. If you are not on the Two My Sisters mailing oh. list, things have gone over your head. So the much. Announcements of international trips, international Whoop. appearances, book stuff, life stuff. TMS just stuff. a lot man just a lot and also thank you to our incredible panelists like oh, we know you're gonna be amazing I d- oh God. thank you to Raquel for putting your blood sweat and tears honestly, into organizing honestly, this event honestly. thank you to all our thousand one thousand volunteers we love honestly, each and every one of you <laughs> the supporting sisters we've called them <laughs> we genuinely thank you to all of our sponsors yes. we're gonna be giving you guys your your shout out in due yes. course but also thank you to our incredible book team as well at Pan Mac, Bluebird, yes. Mireille, love of our life. We say this we almost on a you. weekly basis, but Mireille, Jody, Shan, thank you guys for believing in this book. Yes. Thank you for supporting us even in the live show, the venue support, like just everything. Thank everything. you. Thank you. We've given our gratitude in advance and we'll probably be back next oh, we'll week be back, giving yeah, our sure. actual post reaction. <laughs> <laughs> situation this is all in faith you know this is in faith. um but sisters honestly we appreciate you all you have been a huge part in changing our lives and building this community so yeah more is to come and we'll continue to dedicate ourselves to For giving sure. you what you deserve all right For sure but i think we're ready i think we're ready. it's time to get into the ding 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 Dilemma. let's go Greetings, Courtney and Renee. Thank you so much for the conversations you bring to the sisters. You are such bright women and it's beautiful to see how passionate you are about uplifting the sisterhood community. I am an international student in the US and to say that I'm lonely is an understatement. Mm. Being an African international student who is also introverted Mm. is really making it hard for me to integrate into my college community. I feel so alone. I find myself thinking about perhaps just returning to Africa and getting off this ideology I have that I can make it here I am always in my room sleeping reading or watching something and it makes me sad that I am not having the glamorous college experience that we see in the media I see people enjoying college around me with their friends and I am not in the dining halls people are seated with their circles of friends when I attend a few events same things apply 
And with my college mates predominantly being American, Mm. it means they relate to a lot of their shared experiences. I therefore struggle to find my own people. Sometimes I find capturing their very fast accents and the different enunciations of words challenging. I spend most of my time wondering whether I may be in the right place. I am really not finding a sense of belonging and it's leaving me so empty Mm. and so alone. I don't know what to do. Oh, girl. Sending virtual hugs, first of all resonates strongly very very strongly um insofar as like i also spent a year in the states for my master's and i remember when i first went to the states boy oh boy Mm. (laughs) depression galore it was just crazy um so i just want to let you know that actually it's very normal to feel Mm. like this as well you're not like a weirdo or like there's nothing wrong with you it's actually very normal to to feel this way and also connecting with some of my friends who have equally gone over to the states or done an international escapade for college or whatnot for x amount of years it is very normal especially at the beginning of your experience to feel out of place or feel like you're not connecting with things or people or having intense feelings of wanting to go home I would say especially as you've noted that you're introverted and you know you've got um specific I guess differences being somebody that's international seeing those as opportunities and as leverage as opposed to disadvantages so the fact that you're African you have girl I don't know where in Africa that you're from but I love my African people. Shout out. The, we got a lot of culture. Wherever you're west, south, east, central, north. We have so much culture and so much to mm. bring. So really seeing yourself as like a cultural cultivator, if mm. you will, in these spaces and trying to find places where you can find people with similarities to you as well. Um, depending on like your university or college, there will definitely be um, affinity groups. It mm. might be um, if you are black, I'm not going to assume that you are because you're African. But if you are black um, or if you identify as a particular race, there's groups, affinity groups around that. Um, there's also ethnicity affinity groups. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there might be like an Africa society mm. or something like that trying to go to more of those kind of events or kind of those small um smaller group outings every once in a while would be good um in terms of like getting over the fact that there's different um opportunities that you go to and there's like folks in there like established friendship groups going to those opportunities with an open mind and i think what's actually really good about the states and what i know of americans in general is they tend to be very open like very very i know it's it's out of character for someone that identifies as an introvert but it's not abnormal to kind of like go up to people or like present yourself and be like hey like i'm interested too or like i would love to chat with you folks so i would say do it in small doses because it will be very foreign to you to do that But having like maybe once a week or once a month, you kind of do the bold step of like introducing to yourself to like a group of people or one or two people in those kind of um, opportunities. I'd also say like try and find smaller groups or communities around things that you like. So the great thing about college is there's a community or like a group yeah, around everything. everything. If you love bubble tea, there's going to be a bubble tea society. <laughs> I remember I'm so random, but my little sister has been raving recent. Both of them actually have been raving about bubble tea and like bubble tea sock mm, at their university. Not bubble and tea sock. Do you know what's funny? My little sister, yeah. All of the people that go to bubble tea sock are like from um, Southeast Asia and mm. stuff like that. And she's like, yeah, I'm happily there. And we're all chatting <laughs> about it. She people. said, these are my people. Yeah. And I'm just like, I love that city. <laughs> For real. <laughs> um, so sometimes it's not even a case of necessarily people finding people that 
um, are exactly like you, but finding some kind of common ground with people through um, different interests and different kind of like shared things that you're passionate about is a really good start. Finding low stakes environments to meet people as well. So going to smaller community Mm. gatherings or rather than going to like the big parties all of the time, maybe it's going to the meetups or maybe the lunch and learns or maybe those kind of things where you get to meet people and also leverage your classes as well when you are like participating in class or doing like group work with people use that as an opportunity to get to know people as well I remember in my like the first few months of me being at um at um Massachusetts I met one of my best friends there Caleb hi Caleb probably even listening to hey the podcast. Caleb yeah, yeah she knows hey Caleb it's been like man <laughs> That's one of my best friends. That's my dog. But actually I met him in one of my classes, one of the shared classes that we had. And he was sat next to me and literally I just said hi. So it was a very strange class, mind you, very, very strange <laughs> class. So I was like, yo, what's going on with this class? And he was like, I don't know what to tell you, Renee. Um, and we bonded over that and he became one of my best friends since then. So sometimes it's also about like leveraging the spaces that you actually have with other people already mm. um, to create friends. And I'd also say like, take the pressure off of yourself to like completely immerse yourself all the time. Mm. I think as an introvert, you know yourself best, right? But knowing that you draw energy from being alone and being by yourself and just having the opportunity to like spend time like recuperating make sure that that is built into your strategy as well it doesn't have to be you always outside and always like interacting with folks sometimes it can just be you by yourself and that's fine um and maybe trying to do those introverted things with other people as well it might Mm -hmm. be watching a movie with one other person or like you know going um going and doing the okay not sleeping with somebody else that's a bit strange unless you're like really like what are you promoting no no because <laughs> i was trying to remember one of the things that she said she likes doing she said sleeping but i know that the folks are gonna i'm gonna say sleeping and they're gonna think they're gonna think yeah, go out and have sex since you like sleeping however what i will say is one of the things that i did when i went to the states as well is i dated a lot it was great mm. fun like really just enjoyable mm. and it forced me to be out there a lot mm. more so when you do get to that stage depending on your relationship status mm. as well it might be nice to also like go out on dates or it might be nice to like really leverage the American experience as well. And then I think just speaking, I've rambled on, but this will be my last point. I think just speaking on the um, insecurity around like enunciation and understanding folks, it's actually perfectly fine to say, guys, you're talking too fast. Yeah. Or like I can't understand or like that's actually fine. Don't yeah. think of it as a flaw. The fact that you're even in these kind of spaces is already a testament to your intelligence. Mm. So it's not that you're not intelligent. Mm. It's actually just a cultural difference or mm. like a, a slight difference. Don't feel ashamed about saying, guys, slow down because yeah. people talk fast, fast just in life in general. In, it's yeah. not even a thing of like you you not being smart enough or intelligent enough or whatever. It's actually people do speak fast mm. and you do have a different culture. You may speak multiple languages, which is flipping amazing. Yeah. Um. So take the pressure off of yourself yeah. on that front and really enjoy it soak up the american experience you deserve to be there if you didn't deserve to if you did not deserve to be there you wouldn't be there right but you're there so you deserve to be there right and you deserve to make the most of it as well whilst you're there don't let this time pass you by and you didn't really maximize it um you know the the initial getting used to something is always it's always iffy you know but it's okay this season will pass and there will probably be other people who feel the same way as you maybe even 
you know, connecting with them over that common feeling may also be helpful. Mm. Um, providing, you know, friendship for other international students or, you know, even if it's not necessarily finding people who are just like you, like you said, just feeling free to be like, you guys know I'm an international student. I don't understand what you're saying. Talk slower or, you know, just explain certain things to me. I think it opens up um, conversation. I think you you need to get over this idea that you need to present yourself as perfect mm. and like perfectly ready to integrate rather than allowing the fact that you're growing in this environment to actually form the basis of your relationship with people. Right. So allowing them to introduce you to things, allowing them to introduce you to people, just um you know, becoming acquaintances first as well. I think that's really helpful, but you have to put yourself out of your comfort zone. And even if that means, you know, sitting in public spaces more often rather than going to hide in your room or allowing yourself to go to events which have already been orchestrated, which you can just attend. Um, I think it's important and literally just putting yourself out there, like Renee said, in terms of just talking to random people and just trying to get to know them. Not everyone's going to be your best friend um, at the end of it. And not everyone's still going to be your friend at the end of it. However, I think everyone is quite open on campus to just be like, oh yeah, you're cool with everybody. It's not right. like you're going to be like, ew, why are you talking to me? Because we're on campus. Like that's <laughs> what we're meant to do. Um, so I think because people are already ready for those kinds of interactions, you're actually in a better standing than you think. Um, yeah, but don't don't cut this short. This is an amazing experience, which not everyone has access to and a lot of people desire to have as well. And you've gotten it. I'm sure it's probably been a dream of yours for a long time. So you've gotten it make it make it the best that it can be um by not letting this hardship deter you so yeah however long you have left on your course um we just wish you the best of luck we pray that it goes absolutely amazingly and that you Honestly. come out of your show a little bit more but i hope that this experience is filled with so many memories which you hopefully email us about or just tell people about in the future so yeah sis we hope that that advice was um very helpful for you um and keep us updated on what's going on sisters of course if you have been in this predicament before maybe you go to um an american college or maybe you're an international student please leave your tips your tricks your hacks mm. down below we want to hear your experiences as you guys often chime in and we really do appreciate it if you are listening on all the other podcast streaming platforms then feel free to come and plug into youtube make sure you subscribe while you're here um but also you can follow us on instagram and chime into the conversation that way but yeah let's get into the nitty-gritty of what tomfoolery has been happening <laughs> on the interweb now if you are Man. familiar with me i don't use twitter because of reasons like this Precise. i Precisely. think it is bad vibes um <laughs> <laughs> I think it's bad vibes. Let me be it, honest it. with you, I right? Um, and so if you don't know what we're talking about, this lovely lady called Daisy. Well, I can't say she's lovely. I don't know her, but yeah. tweets were lovely. I, I mean, her tweets were fine. Very, like, her name's Daisy. Like, How many guys. evil people have you met called Daisy? You know. There we go. So this lovely lady called Daisy tweeted that um, her and her husband, it's not boyfriend, it's husband, husband right? Yeah, yeah her husband, and her husband, yeah. the man she has married, uh -huh. um, you know, have renovated a garden together. You know, they love that stuff. How fantastic. And, you know, one of her highlights is the fact that in the morning when she wakes up, she gets to go into said garden, sit down and have coffee with her husband and just talk. Come and see uproar. I couldn't believe it. Come and see Boo, tomatoes, get her <laughs> off of the stage. You don't even go here. The privilege. Ah, uh, there was a lot. So people came back to that 
in their their droves to be <laughs> like, oh, must be nice. I have to go to work in the morning. Oh, when I make up, I need to take medication. Think about all the people who don't have the opportunity to do this. Maybe you just want to keep this to yourself. Mm. My question to you all <laughs> is what does that have to do with Daisy? What does that have to do with her? And it brought to my attention mm-hmm. that has our generation given up on love? They have. Right? 100%. Talk to me about 100%. that. 100%. I think that was the most miserable assortment of tweet responses I've ever I seen in my whole so life. I was so shocked. How could someone say my favorite part of my day is talk to my wife and you said, but I broke my leg last week. What's the... Where's the connection? What's the... Where's the connection? The, and I think even just this... Ugh, there were so many issues with it. First of all, when I saw the whole, oh, it's a privilege. Is it really? Is it really? I think we need to have a very serious conversation around what constitutes a privilege because I think people are just using words anyhow. And semantics are important. And I don't think that having to spend time with your partner on a regular basis is a privilege. In fact, I just think it's a function of their relationship. So I was like, I have an issue with that. Second of all, it's the entitlement to, obviously it's a free speech platform. Mm. Word to Elon, I don't know how long that's going (laughs) to exist for. (laughs) As he is now the sole board member and sole director of Twitter. Twitter. So I don't know how long that will last, but premised upon the fact that, you know, Twitter is a place where free speech is um, alleged. Okay. Mm -hmm. Why do folks feel as though her speaking about herself and her relationship is an affront, an attack on them? Yeah. There's also that whole element of like, there are a lot of people who interact with social media and interact with strangers through the filter of, is this relevant to me? And Mm. there's a lot of reaching that goes and that that occurs as a result Mm. of that. And I think there was so much projection, like projection oh, to the nth mile. This was oh like, oh my gosh, I, I can't even, this was cinematic This projection. This was BFI South Serious Bank 4K, 8K, in fact, Dolby Sound because projection. Because if it's like, and it's, it's so frustrating because look at how miserable news spreads mm. in this generation. Yeah. When something bad happens, how we hear about it all the time. When somebody posts something good or positive about their life, it feels as though because there's so much miserableness Mm. and so much sadness and Mm. people are dealing with a lot and they have no outlets Mm. they're seeking outlets in the form of projecting on other people especially strangers because it seems so far removed from their reality yeah i i think of like when folks are like oh oh my goodness this is a particular major milestone in my life how many people congratulate them versus how many people that are like how dare you come up on here and talk about all the good things happening in your life this is a place for being sad that's what I think. I think people are miserable <laughs> and they want people to join them in their misery. I ain't going to lie to you, Courtney. I thought it was lovely. I was like, oh, I'd what? like to I wake up that. one I day said, and, you oh, know, I'd love sis, that. We love it. We Come love on. it because how many stories of struggle love do we hear on the internet? Like I've been seeing so many TikToks, yeah? Did I tell you about the TikTok that I saw? And sure. the, the it, <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny. It's actually not funny, Rene. It's not funny. The girl, well, what I thought was the girl who was narrating it was basically like, you know, this is the story of me and my partner. But come and see the last slide. He killed her. What? And I was like, but then who's telling us this TikTok? No, Why does it seem like it's from the first person? <laughs> But that's not, that's not the point. The point is I've been seeing so many like videos of struggle, love, abuse, like actual violent relationships. Blueface and um, Chris Sean. I don't know who these people are. It's good that you don't. Oh gosh, Courtney. 
every time they're on lives, they're always beating each other up. Oh, like actually scrapping. You see, like scrapping. No, but how many even celebrity news or scandals in like the world? How many of us have been so exposed to and become, you know, very knowledgeable about love that doesn't last and love that doesn't work and love that isn't romantic or caring or affectionate? And this person has come and said nothing provocative, nothing outlandish, nothing, you know. I, this is a flex. It's simply, I'm so happy for this point in my life, right? And this is what brings me joy. And people's response is genuinely, shut the hell up. <laughs> like, we're out here struggling. And I think that that also brings to question, a question that has come into my mind, mm. which is not just have we given up on love, but have we gotten to a, p- a point in society where everyone is so miserable mm. that they cannot actually imagine being happy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. And the fact that people's response is, well, I have to go to work. Probably so does she. What's that? The fact that you have love in your life doesn't mean that your life is absent of struggle. Um. And she was just explaining a moment, the moment that brings her joy. And people were just latching onto it as if, oh, your life is so perfect. She never said that. Do you get what I mean? And people kind of make... It all become it all comes down to perspective, really. And people make it seem as though because you have something and I don't have it, mm. don't flaunt it. And yeah, it's like yeah, she yeah, wasn't yeah. even flaunting it. You people need to become people need to confront their insecurities <laughs> and their pain. No, people need to confront the issues that they have and stop making it other people's problems. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I am absolutely flummoxed as to how we can all be so connected and yet very disconnected from each other in the sense of even if you did have a problem with that particular tweet, why did you respond? That was something that I like you actually had negative things to say. And growing up, my mother taught me if you haven't got nice things to say, you ought to think twice about (laughs) saying it unfortunately for our generation it feels as though that filter no longer exists exists. it feels as though even if you were bad mind Mm. why is it that we feel so entitled and so comfortable sharing our opinions and our thoughts even when it is bad mind like we've become so comfortable with just sharing or like i'm going through this blurting yeah people need help they need (laughs) no 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 they genuinely made me think i was like damn like before I put out, I would want to put out something like that. Checks and balances. I'll be like, yo, Courtney, is this bad man? So like, this is how I'm feeling because I have this relationship with you in person. And it really was worrying to me because it really was indicative of the fact that not only do people not have happiness in their lives, but they also lack intimacy in real life because the fact that the tweet was around intimacy with somebody, but also the fact that instead of intimately discussing with somebody mm. in your life, you chose to actually project in on, on a, a public forum, a public forum, forum. I was just like, I remember the days when people were afraid to look foolish. People online. had shame. People were afraid to look foolish. Online. Back in the day. And it, I think it's, it's symptomatic of like a more wider um, issue that we have, even in the podcast community and people uh, are shameless. The, content, the content community where people don't think, before they speak they they (laughs) it's an epidemic they hide behind this um i'm passionate or you know this is just i'm just saying it as it is or i'm saying the things that people would hesitate Mm. there's a reason people would hesitate to say certain things yeah we need to bring back hesitation we need to bring back thinking we need to bring back constructive uh feedback because i think that the internet is now becoming a cesspool of blurting out our innermost insecurities. 
you look at someone like poor Daisy, who's just out here, she's posted about her life. Like, you know, like you'll see aunties or just random like work colleagues or folks, they just post happy things about their lives because that's what social media is for, is yeah. to be social and to share intimate moments, moments. Um, as and when you choose. And you've got somebody from like, I don't know, Rochester or something like that coming and saying like, you know, um, I work X, Y, Z hours and no one like cares about me. Why did you think it was appropriate to make that connection? What's that got to do with me? <laughs> No, genuinely, every time I saw a tweet, all I could think was, what has that got to do with anything she's actually just People said? need help though. And it's kind of like, okay, you've got this and I don't have this. It's like, why is our go-to response jealousy mm. or envy or just mm -hmm. a bit of coveting mm -hmm. and it's like before people used to have shame about these things like they used to think oh I shouldn't think like this I shouldn't feel like this even though it may be valid but now it's like we are so prideful in our envying of yeah. what other people yeah, have yeah, number yeah. one and number two what has this got to do with me like no oh, no biggest no, could, no, no biggest no my genuine thought was you going to work the next day or you having something wrong with you, even though we don't wish that on anybody, what has that got to do with me enjoying a coffee with my partner? It feels as though we're now having, back in the day it was, we're now doing Olympics to see who can create the happiest life. Now it feels like it's in reverse where it's like, I must let you know that I'm I have the, the worst, worst life. life. I'm living the worst Why life. do you aspire to these things? Why do you, like, why do people not want to have good things anymore? And this is the thing. And then we complain about like social media. And I think it goes well to a conversation we had a couple of weeks ago about content consumption mm. and realizing that actually a lot of the time these things that we see on social media make us feel bad not because they are the issue but because we have an issue right and we if we don't confront that issue everything is always going to be a problem and I think the issue that we need to confront here is one not just jealousy and envy because that's the overarching thing we can see but genuinely people have such hopelessness mm. surrounding the idea of being loved, having love and having moments of genuine joy, mm. I think. Mm. I think that people think that love is hopeless. That like having good, a good, healthy, and I mean, it's not even like she's saying she has the best relationship in the world, right? How um. much can you describe in, you know, a tweet? But, but genuinely, why does somebody describing a moment of happiness bring up such ugly parts it's of the, people it's it's really the triggering and i think it, yeah. it's also man when we think about like social media and what it has been used to do over the past mm. like few months or weeks or even just in this year it has genuinely been a cesspit of really really damning information mm. like we've seen so many deaths we've seen so many um divorces as mm. well right we've had we had like a season where we were seeing back-to-back -back divorces um we've seen just families breaking apart we've seen so much cultivation of negativity that i think people have actually become attuned they've yeah. attuned themselves to this notion of when i wake up in the morning i open social media everything is miserable yeah and when i close social media it's now normal that my life is miserable right but because i've seen that everybody else it seems is cultivating this sadness and this upset and this just lack and absence of joy I'm fine with staying in my particular position because I haven't seen that there is better elsewhere. So when better does come, I think that we actually genuinely almost cannot recognize it anymore because we've lived a life and we've lived um, attuning ourselves to miserable news so much, it almost becomes like a, 
a front to see that there are people out there that think that they can live above or yeah. outside of that norm. Yeah. Like even when I think of like um, TMS or when I think of like our friendship, for example, it really does ginger me when folks are like, oh my God, I wish I had like a friendship mm. like this. And I'm like, this is not like, this shouldn't be something that you aspire to having. This is the base. Do you know what I mean? Like this is, of course we've like cultivated our friendship and we've worked on our friendship, but even just in having friendship, um, I think there was, um, there was an article that we shared recently on the decline of close friendships, even in that, right? And I was just like, damn, like we're actually living in an era where we're normalizing, not just being miserable and not just having a lack of intimacy, but we're actually normalizing isolation. There we we're go. normalizing envy. There we go. And we're also normalizing genuine like deep depression and sadness and this is why i like you because <laughs> you've brought us on to the next topic which is why is the immediate response to what she said this is a life that privileged people lead have we have our expectations of people and relationships mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. our hopes for it really hit rock bottom to the point where we think it is normal to not have a functional healthy happy relationship whether mm. it be friendship romantic mm-hmm. family um why is this idea of love now attached to privileged individuals mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i love that question and i think it's again part in due to the prevalence of dysfunction the prevalence of hearing about and the circulation of dysfunction, right? I think we've come out of an era where because everybody was had not even an ounce of shame, they had pre- perhaps too much shame. People were not disclosing some of the like trickiness that comes around like relationships. Right. We had the American dream. We had the whole, you can build yourself up to be whatever you want to be. We had this excessive notion of like agency. Yeah. And now we've been met with the reality and the horror stories that have come as a result of surveillance society, mm. right? We're constantly seeing like all of these, we, we've gone for a place of seeing like all of these idealized families, these idealized family units to broken family homes. We've gone to a place of seeing constant deaths and mourning. We've gone to a place of seeing just being genuinely depressed yeah. every single day. Yeah. We open up the news, depression. We open up the news, um, instability, dysfunction. It has become normalized. And the thing is, when you co- when you consume dysfunction you become dysfunctional right like i think many of us think that we go in thinking that because we consume this it's not going to become us or it's not going to become a part of our yeah. story not knowing that the eyes are the window to the soul right and the things that we consume become it literally becomes part of us mm-hmm. when i think of the analogy of like when you eat something when it, it's broken down and it's actually um absorbed into your cells right the same thing is with content and the things that you have around you and the people that you have around you when we are constantly in this reinforced cycle of mm. depression, mm-hmm. sadness, and dysfunction, mm-hmm. no wonder people are hopeless. Mm-hmm. There is actually, like, I'm not surprised that people are jealous and sad and bitter. Like, I think of, um, for example, something like cancel culture, yeah. right? There are some people who is like, oh, man, your cancellation was due. I ain't gonna lie to you. Rent mm. was due. Your your receipts were pulled up. But in seeking, there is this, like, underlying seeking to really like bring people down when they've gotten to a particular height Mm. that I think has also persisted within our like communities and stuff. I think that's feeding into this same breeding of general dysfunction in our communities and in our societies. And I think that partly um, it's due to the fact that we need to actually regulate that which we consume. 
the consumption of some of this content is killing the girls. It's killing the guys, definitely, but it's killing the girls. And in terms of like thinking about who you like consume, what you consume and how much you consume. So that's the second part of it, right? The amount. We were not before the internet. In terms of engaging with people, you would engage with your mom, your dad, some of your friends, aunties, uncles, mm. all of that kind of stuff. Social media has made it so that we are consuming and interacting with thousands of people on a daily basis that we don't know, we have never come across before, and some of them we will never come across again. When your worldview is infiltrated by so many different types of people who are all equally if not varyingly, but mostly equally in depressive states, even when I think of like algorithms and stuff mm. like that, right? Again, a reinforcing cycle of really, really negative content. Mm. When you get into that ecosystem, it becomes very difficult to understand or normalize things outside of that yeah. because of the volume. Yeah, We are suffering with information overload and dare I say it, depressive news overload. Yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. just too much for us to consume. Yeah. And it's like, even in trying to process that and then juxtaposing that with the reality that many of us are actually living hard lives. Mm -hmm. Like many people are living, like yeah. I, I'm equally flabbergasted at the fact that people are there sharing about, oh, I'm going through X, Y, Z at this particular post. Mm. But if we were to remove Daisy's post completely and think about some of the things that people shared, yeah. damn, people yeah. are living terrible lives. Yeah. Well, no. terrible lives. Well, some people are living no, terrible lives. No, but also it's kind of like, it's not that your life is terrible. You consider it to just be worse than hers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not necessarily the case, right? Because she didn't share her whole life story. Yeah, she didn't yeah. share her whole life. She didn't tell you how she, what her work is. She like none of that. It's very much like it would be different if you're backlashing at a celebrity because mm -hmm. like celebrities, you know, it's like you're living a completely different life. Do you get what I mean? But this wasn't someone that you know on that front. I think people, people's perspectives towards their own lives is what causes the misery. Mm -hmm, Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it's not like there aren't people who are doing shift work, who aren't, you know, and I'm talking about the things that people described in their, their uh, tweets, in their responses, right? It was like, oh, I have to wake up at 5 a.m. to go to work in the morning. There are other people who do that who also have dinner with their family. That's true. Do you That's get what true. I mean? It's like... I want to understand this link people have made. And this, I think this is actually a really good thing to look into, which is, you know, our relationship with our work, our relationship with our health, like the way it impacts, the way we believe we can interact with romance and mm -hmm. relationships. Because I think people are like, oh, but this is my job. This is my health. This is where I'm at. And it's like, what of this is impeding you from having a good relationship with someone? It mm. won't look like coffee in the morning because mm. some of you are at work in the mm -hmm. morning, mm -hmm. but it could be dinner in the evening. It could yeah. be a simple text. I love you. It's it's kind of this idea of you need to have so much freedom in order to have love in your life. And I don't perceive my life to be that free. So I can't have love in my life. And it's like, no, love is what you make it, right? She's She's worked on her marriage or she's gotten to this place where that's what they can have, right? Mm. And yes, you can say that resources, capital, access, um, all of that has contributed to her freedoms to have these things. But if we all assessed our lives, a lot of us have these same things or have them to varying degrees where it's like, you don't have to act as though what she's describing is so far-fetched. Yeah, no, 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 I, I get that. I get that. 
to be honest, the problem really is the link. I wish there had been no link between, because I think it's one thing to complain mm-hmm. about your life. And then I think it's another thing to actually project your life onto somebody else's. I think what really the issue is here is not even necessarily that like folks, I think you, you highlighted insofar as like some people feel like they don't have enough time or like resources to have that kind of love in their life. I think it's very much a projection issue, but fundamentally i think there's a mood or like a feeling of i'm actually deeply unhappy with my life yeah deeply deeply unhappy it's a shame that it's manifested in like this projective Mm -hmm. unfortunate vitriol that they've Mm -hmm. spewed online but i think at the base there's a cry for help that a lot of people are trying to figure out how to articulate well so even in that like Definitely folks can have love in their life, even if there's challenges Mm -hmm. and lots of like time constraints and stuff like that. But I think that there's actually a lot of people that are just actually very deeply unhappy with Mm -hmm. their life, even though they have to make the, like those concessions can be made. It's kind of like, this is not what my optimum looks like. And I think there's a deeper discussion there to be had around like, not just like making the best of what you have, but how can I actually transform my life Mm. when it feels like everything that I consume and everything that I see and everything around me tells me otherwise? Mm. Like, how do I, so I get that like frustration of like, oh, I feel like I want to have all of these kind of things Mm. to the point that I'm actually jealous of something that's actually quite simple Simple, and actually relatively easy, not easy to have, but it's like, this can be worked in some way in a lot of people's lives. But at my core, I'm kind of like, damn, it's not even just, I want to have that, but even that semblance of love is absent from my life. How do I do that when it feels like everything else around me is dark and even that bit of light just Mm. triggers me? Yeah, I think that people you're right in terms of like okay what's the sort of content that you're consuming but also just taking a step back to have some independent thought enough to say well am I working at it enough to have this in my life right and also do I believe it to even be possible so as much as we have had or we have heard sorry so many negative stories around romance or you can apply this to any other aspects in your life whether it be career I think it's very dangerous to have this kind of such a narrow point of view to say that like as soon as I see that somebody is living this reality I'm just going to kick it to the side Mm. as an anomaly rather than a actual factual reality or something that can be possessed and I think that's the danger a lot of us go into which is there's this all or nothing mentality Mm. that even if I'm presented with information that counteracts the majority of what it is I'm seeing it doesn't even it doesn't factor as evidence for anything else I've come to my conclusion love is not real and this is this is why I wanted to bring up this conversation because I think in our time because of everything that we've seen on social media a lot of what we've come in the conclusions we've come to is many ish women are gonna trick you love is not real damn to be married and have kids just looks long Mm -hmm. like all of this stuff where it's like maybe we used to desire it because we've become aware of the realities of life we're just like oh throw it all in the bin but it's like we're not saying love doesn't come with challenge Mm. it just doesn't have to be all about hardship and I think a lot of people have attached their idea of love and romance to hardship and it's like no there's so many things that could actually help you Mm. believe in love again and that's actually a personal work that we have to do which includes yeah curating our feeds and exposing ourselves to better information um but also it doesn't help that Bad news travels fast and good news is shut down so quickly, which is exactly what we've seen in this instance where it's like someone's given you an example of something amazing. 
you know? And it's like, we don't want it. Throw it at the bin. But as soon as somebody comes and they're saying, I had a girlfriend and she did X, Y, Z to me. It's like, yeah, we all knew this would happen because girls aren't. Um, and it's like, so we want that to be our reality. We want that to be the truth that we all believe. Of course, we're not going to be aspiring towards mm. having healthy flourishing love because we don't even believe it exists my thing is just how did we get so addicted to the negativity that now even when something healthy comes along we're like ill pure go away mm. you know um that's where i feel like we're not helping ourselves and we're really shooting ourselves in the, in foot. the foot i think negativity is easy man when mm -hmm. it comes to like positive and healthy relationships i think there's negativity we associate with like and our association with like love with hardship doesn't necessarily mean that love isn't hard mm. so like the hardship element i think people have associated with the whole like negative this is going to break down this is going to end in toxicity love doesn't necessarily require hardship mm -hmm. but it is hard in that I, we have I to i don't know if i agree in that we have to like relationships mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that it's always going to be hard mm -hmm. but there will be elements of love that is difficult yeah. so even thinking about like daisy and like looking at her profile mm -hmm. and stuff she described like going through like particular hard seasons mm. of love with her husband and the fact that even in building the garden and owning the yoga studio and stuff like that there were seasons where she had to sacrifice yeah and that love was quite difficult yes I think that because, as you were saying, we tend to exist in extremes, mm -hmm. we either see love as this really difficult, like, you, hardship thing, yeah. or we see it as this completely idealized, out of reach thing. And yeah. actually, it's something more so in the middle, where yeah. it's like, you can have these moments of, like, real pure happiness, yeah. joy, and love, but equally, love is something that you need to work at yes. as well. Yeah. And I think it's the classic case of we lack nuance and we lack that critical thought around actually if i do want to have a relationship that's worth having mm -hmm. particularly a romantic one mm -hmm. but also in other places it's going to require hard work and yeah. i think a lot of people have given up on hard work in favor of hearing about the hardships that occur mm. in like love stories and i just think that the thing about like negative stories around um around love is it's always sensationalized it's right. always a, a story that people can consume yeah. it's always something that like folks would tap into mm. and i think it's also a preventative mechanism because people yeah. are afraid and insecure disappointment. disappointment there's a lot of people that are dealing with disappointment yeah. there's a lot of people that are coming from broken homes yeah. there's a lot of people that are dealing with their own hurt. exactly and i think the negative stories feed into the fact that they've had that negative experience yeah. so they can resonate with it in some way and i think you know when like you've been in like an instance and you've been yeah. taken for a fool or you've been mugged off misery loves company exactly. so it's like damn okay i've been vindicated because i'm not the only one that's going yeah. through this and stuff like that yeah however it's unfortunate because when we do have like you know examples of not even necessarily healthy relationships just a moment <laughs> in time that's the thing it's not even like babe came out and said oh i have the perfect marriage the perfect marriage and this is what's going on and stuff like that she literally just said oh i enjoy doing this with my husband on this particular day at this particular time and folks were like privilege <laughs> it's just like no it's doing entirely too much yeah. i think it's i also think it's very sad because it's yes. like genuinely if that is what's triggering you exactly what reality are you choosing exactly. to live exactly like, that's really sad like this is dare i say it bare minimum stuff you'd expect exactly to do with, like, your and that's my frustration because i'm just like <laughs> guys like this is i I don't want anyone to misunderstand. I understand why people 
felt how they felt yeah, yeah, in this yeah. maybe not in relation to that suite but in general i completely understand yeah. it like we have not seen the best representations of relationships but i think it then has to provoke us to a wider conversation and a, a more productive conversation which is guys are we really giving up on love here because yeah. if we're not careful and we don't poke at these things and we make it seem as though because of this mob mentality or because so many people have this idea mm. that love is hard and love is you know full of struggle right because i don't agree i don't disagree that love has moment of moments of hardship and that love can be difficult and that love is hard work but I think once we you know keep pushing the love is hard it's kind of like well human beings we don't like to do hard things yeah yeah, yeah. you know and it's like but love is so much more than just hard it's everything else right so it's like okay if we don't probe ourselves to have this conversation about are we actually giving up on love we will all just collectively give up on Mm -hmm, love mm -hmm. and it's like how can we be a generation who, you know, we want to have intimacy, we want to have friendship, we want to have all of these things, but if we can't even interact with a basic thing, yeah. like somebody getting coffee with their par- their partner every morning, damn, are we actually going to pursue it? Like, I think we need to go back to the basics. Exactly. Like, I think we actually really need to return to the basics. Exactly. Even, like, proceed in romantic love, because I think most of the conversations that we have, both online and in person, mm. are in-stage yeah. conversations. Yeah. So it's like, a, I'm looking for a partner. I can't find anyone to match up or anything like this. Or I've been having so much trouble in, like, cultivating those relationships. And it's like, actually, let's have a discussion around our conceptions of love. Yeah. Let's have a conversation as communities as well. Like, what is up? Like, what is up? Because I am so tired of, like, lone wolves and lone representatives coming up and, like, speaking on behalf of the people. And it's like, actually, maybe we need to interrogate as communities, what are our expectations around love? What does love actually mean to us? And what are the social, like, problems that are feeding into this absence of joy and love in our lives? And it's like, if we do take a step back from this incident, it's like, okay, cool. People are talking about, you know, I'm working X, Y, Z, or like, this is something in my life, da, 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 da. It's like, okay, cool. Taking a step back from you projecting those issues, what are the issues that you're dealing with? And what are the issues exactly. that society is dealing with at large exactly. that's contributing to this to absence feelings. of joy, yeah. contributing to this deep depression exactly. that a lot of people are experiencing and not sharing? Because there are, as much as we be laughing at like tweets and stuff online, mm-hmm people are like going no, through people are going genuine through stuff. like exactly. mental health problems exactly. and all that kind of stuff and it's like these conversations are not helpful if they're not transformative yeah i think many of us just come and come to complain yeah or we come to like just say this is what the issue is yeah. but very few of us are thinking practically around okay what's the solution here? Yes. it's like okay cool we live in a loveless society or like oh this triggered me don't do that okay but what is that actually going to solve <laughs> it doesn't it solve won't anything bring you the joy that the you want that's the thing it's like want. we know you still want this yeah, like in, in the in the, the sheer fact that you are that's complaining that you you know this you know dismissing this and complaining about it is a sign that this is actually something you want and you believe there is something in your way we as a society actually need to start talking about these obstacles yeah. whether it be social financial health-wise like mental whatever that are stopping us from really believing that Mm. healthy relationships are actually possible right and those are the wider conversations i want for us to have rather than just starting shutting someone down with a kind of very ridiculous response like oh it's just privilege that doesn't answer anything that doesn't give an explanation to anything that is very very wild to me and it's like i really want to understand why are we here 
why are we here right now? And I think we've explored some of the issues, but I also want us to have conversations that go past just identifying to being like, okay, within our communities, within our friendships, within our relationships, even online, if this mm. is where we want to have these conversations, how do we get past it to have Yo. positive representations? Because if this is how you're going to come at a woman saying, I have coffee in the morning with my babe, somebody coming on a podcast or someone doing a whole, you know, series of them getting married or shout out, shout out to Lydia's wedding series. You yeah, should watch it. Watch it. But like excellent. somebody doing something like that must actually send you into a frenzy. 100%. Or worse still, you uh, you know, there's uh, some evil people out there witches. that will be yeah there's yeah. some witches out there that are actually and wishing I don't want us the to worst become witches. witches and like i think we've also gotten to a place where it's like people will have so much more to comment on like negative things than they but do then when good things happen yeah the silence they don't even engage they don't even say nothing yeah so. and it's almost like there is then a shame surrounding engaging with the positive because you look so naive there we go and i i don't well, want our belief it's a privilege you to know? have this kind of thing i don't want there to be this belief that we as sisters have that it is naive to desire something Ridiculous. healthy or it is naive to desire love and love in its best form. Even not love absent of hardship, but a love that isn't purely hard. I think, okay, the, one of the first like practical things we need to do is step away from the world stage yeah. and engage in com the community stage, yeah. but also the people that you have around you, because it's one thing to look to all of these random strangers for your um, indications as to what love should mean and what it should be and like what's the reality or the tea on the mm. situation. The real life examples that you have, exactly. do they match up to your expectations and your desires for love? And if they don't, you have to be proactive about seeking it. Yeah. Right. Like even thinking about like positive representations of like love and stuff like that, yeah. having to actually go to a place of like, okay, I don't have a lot of this in my community. Mm -hmm. Where can I find that? Sometimes it actually requires you being proactive to bring good things yeah, into exactly. your life or bring that which you desire. Yeah. As opposed to taking a passive like role and just allowing things to just enter into your life mm -hmm. or just allowing yourself to be limited mm -hmm. by what you have around you and what you mm -hmm. see. So actually be inspired or provoked enough yeah. that if this is something you desire, it's actually okay to actively go about it. and want that and have and aspire towards a healthy love. Like, yeah. I agree. I personally, I'm done with the struggle love like narrative. I don't want to struggle in love with anybody. At all. I recognize that there will be moments where I'll have to work on stuff yes. and that's calm. But this whole narrative of like this entirety of the love experience is one of hardship. Yeah. Miss me. I don't want to be on that boat. Yeah. I don't want to be on that boat because I don't think that, like you were saying, I don't think that's what relationships are meant to be to do in anybody's life relationships are meant to bring out the best in yeah. you relationships are meant to mold you to yeah. grow you they're meant to like help you to become a butterfly mm -hmm. there are some folks that have relationships that are driving them into mm. the ground and i think on the normalization of like struggle love relationships but then also like quitting when things are like getting Hard. difficult it just lacks nuance and i think yeah. that's the problem with a lot of the conversations that we have anyways or a lot of the like issues that people be bringing it we see things in black and white and yeah i beg of you guys us. to put on the 3d glasses that they give you at the cinema <laughs> full time if that will it's help because us. anyone with like how they want to be rude but you know if you say it and anybody with like even half a brain cell come on you'll look at that tweet and think oh come on babe like she's having a good yeah irrespective of what i'm going through, yeah the babe is actually just reveling in the fact that she's found love and we're all at different stages right with that process 
but wherever she's at is not in relation to you. Oh, um, boy. And, and that's, that's just, okay. you have to decenter yourself from these things that's sometimes. Okay. She probably didn't um, even know who you were before she, you No, commented. she doesn't know who you are now. <laughs> she knows you as somebody she doesn't know who you waking are up now. at 6 a.m. in the morning and hates her because she has coffee there you with go. her husband. It's weird. Um, it's weird. It's very strange. And I, I do think that this is just a... I love the practical steps that you gave. And I think it's worth having conversations in your real life community about how you feel about love mm. and also how you feel about your life. Cause coming on the internet to spew that no one's coming to your aid. And that's the thing that it's almost like people find comfort in the misery, but misery doesn't comfort people. Um, it really is about, okay, do you want change? Do you believe that there's even an attitude, a, a place for change, not just around your relationship status, but also about your feelings of satisfaction towards mm. your own life? Mm. People on the internet aren't going to help you with that because people on the internet don't care. People in your real life care. And if you don't have those people, you should get plugged into community. How about it? Okay. So that? if you would like to get plugged into the sisterhood, then you can follow us on all social media platforms. It's at to my sisterhood. Mm -hmm. Come and chime in. Mm -hmm. Okay. And also leave a comment down below sisters. How are you feeling about this topic? Did you see the tweet? What feelings did it provoke in you? It's a safe space. Don't even worry. Um, but also what do you think about the up uproar that for surrounded sure. it? Sure. Um, yeah, we would really, really love to hear your thoughts. So share them with us. For sure. And also, if you'd like to know more about, you know, just love, building practical relationships. I don't know if you've heard, but we actually have a book, um, the To My Sisters book, The well, Guide well, to well. Building Lifelong Friendships. Well, so, well, you know, well. if there was any confusion around that, the link will be below. I'm not sure if you've heard the announcements already, but just for those of you that are at the end of the, you know, there's some of you that skip, skip. amongst the timeline. <laughs> just so that, you know, we'll even put one in the middle as well, just in case you forget. But please, please do get plugged in. And of course, follow us on all social media platforms. Yeah. Um, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Join us there and join in on the conversation. Yeah. And of course, make sure you follow us on our personal platforms at CD Boateng and at Renee Kapuku. We'd love to see you and make sure that you sign up to the mailing list on our website to mysisters.com to get weekly glow and grow tips as well as exclusive news, access to things. We will not spam you. Do not worry. But sisters, we hope that you have an amazing week. We hope that you find joy, even in the smallest aspect in your life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to surround romance, okay? But we want you to experience joy. And I want that to be sacred to you, all right? Don't let anybody rob you of it, Absolutely. okay? You don't even have to share it. Protect it with all your heart because the streets, oh, hello. they're snatching joy like kidnappers, <laughs> okay? But sisters, we'll talk to you very soon. Have an amazing week. And as always, keep glowing and growing. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com